17 years ago today on WCW, at the time, uh, Kevin Nash was the world heavyweight champion, and there was this this big event where uh, Hulk Hogan actually uh, poked Kevin Nash in the chest at the beginning of this match, so the title would change hands. And this was at this big event, and so it, like, you, you gotta understand, there were tons of people in the crowd who still thought wrestling was real because it was WCW and it was a bunch of fucking hick marks. <laughs> and people got super fucking pissed that this match ended in, like, this, this throwaway moment of, I'm gonna poke you in the chest so the title changes hands, and we were all in it together, we're all friends. Yay! <laughs> So, um, and this is like seen as like this catalyst for, oh my god, this company did not have its shit together at all. So, for people in the know, you're gonna know when when we recorded this. If you if you if you recognize 17 years ago, as of this recording, the 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 finger poke of of death happened. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, that company just had none of its shit together. It's amazing. Yeah. That they didn't that they didn't realize that this was going to piss off the fans. They're, you know uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah. He he talked about uh, someone asked him in an interview. He's like, was it really that bad? And he's like, yeah. One time I got a overnight package shipped from America to Canada, and I opened the overnight package from uh, WCW corporate, and it had nothing in it. So yeah, they didn't have their shit together. <laughs> it's like yeah, sixty dollar package, nothing in it. They just wanted to send him nothing, like $60 to send nothing. It's a pretty metal gift. That's pretty metal. You lose. Nothing. You did. Good day, sir. <laughs> this has nothing to do with what we're doing today. <laughs> no, in fact, I don't really know what we're doing today. What are we doing today, Dead Palette, my good friend? Oh, we are reading a story called The Gristers. The Gristers. Not to be confused with The Grifter. I saw as I was looking this story up that there is a creepypasta known as The Grifter. Man, you're just showing your, like, lack of knowledge of creepypasta history here. Hey, hey, as has been established, I'm... <laughs> there's only so much... There's so much creepypasta in so little time. And by the way, I, I think we've... I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but uh, if you're planning to, like, look for creepypasta, we... The, the suggested reading section of the creepypasta wiki is not the best place to go. No. It has uh, good stories in there, and it has awful stories in there as well. You should listen to us. We're the only people you should rely on at this point. Because despite what this motherfucker right here will tell you, I've I've exposed him to some creepypasta, some good creepypasta that he's never seen before, and oh, yeah. vice versa. So, But yeah, the um, Grifter was like a famous uh, old, old school creepypasta thing when it really was... There was more of this shock element to it as well, mm. and it was supposed to be this like shocking video that was on oh yeah uh, shock websites pasta. yeah and it and it really didn't exist and so people made up really shitty low quality versions of it the oh. same way that you see like really shitty uh, knockoff episodes of Dead Bart and Squidward Suicide or, on the or, other or, hand or like Suicide Mouse. Mouse yeah and, and it's not like a Suicide Mouse where it's like a really cool. Like, yeah, this is fucked up. No, it's like the rest of them are just bullshit. Yeah. And not yeah. interesting and not believable. Uh-huh. But this story is uh, really weird because I think at this point it's more well-known than the Gristers. 
you, wait, the grifters rather the, the gristers is more well known than the grifters the gristers is better okay well it's got me i've got me curious again uh second time in a row uh the last thing we recorded uh before this was string theory so while i was kind of familiar with string theory i am not familiar with this one at all so yeah it's a it's a quality story i enjoy it um i'll take but this one this one will me see, wrong yet but this one we'll see how this one turns out um should i start it off uh yeah be my guest Okay, Slash X. Oh, man, we're off to a great start here. <laughs> okay, Slash X, or whatever creepy board this makes its way onto. I put this here because I thought it'd get the, uh, to the most people to whom it was relevant. Interesting. Okay. So he's already kind of distancing himself from being part of this community. He just, like, knows of it through tertiary means. Right, right. Well, I like that he... Um he or she has the caveat of being like, or whatever creepy board this makes its way onto, thereby implying, oh yeah, this is going to get copy-pasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticking true to the root word of creepypasta, copypasta. Um, uh, anyway, if you are one of those people who are inherently drawn to horror, you're in real danger. I don't know what it is exactly. I don't pretend to know everything that's going on, and in fact, I, myself used to be drawn to the more realistic, non-supernatural creepypastas. But, well, let me explain. This is going to be really meta, isn't it? <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah, you're going to see. Okay. Um, about a year ago, I was up at 3 in the morning, you know, that part of the night where, you, uh, where you're so uh, deep into it, it feels like it'll never end. Anyway, I was up clicking around, looking for good creepypastas I hadn't read before, really getting myself freaked out. You know the feeling, I'm sure. You like that feeling, the feeling. That's the problem. So, okay, now he's kind of bringing himself back into this community. It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. A little it's back like and I, forth. It's like, I'm on the outside, I'm looking in. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Anyway, I'm reading, and I hear a pattering sound coming from the kitchen. I had a cat, so I just assumed it was her. But then I glance on my bed, and my cat is there. Now I've been freaking myself out for a while here, so I was nearly trembling with fear as I opened my bedroom door. I live alone in a single-bedroom apartment with just a bedroom, a kitchen, a living room, and a bathroom. My bedroom door opens up onto the kitchen. It was pitch black, the moonlight gleaming off the linoleum. I strained my ears and listened. I heard nothing. Uh you're kind of a pussy. A little bit of a pussy here. I admonished myself for being such a fucking pussy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it was just a it was just random house noises, right? Or maybe a fucking mouse in the wall. I was about to turn around and head back to my room when I heard it again. And I saw something scatter across the uh, scatter across the linoleum kitchen. Uh the linoleum in the kitchen heading for the bathroom. Oh shit. Little little um oddly phrased here but that's not really a bad thing but it does bring up the idea of if you want this to reach the most people you should probably be doing it by reading it and putting it on youtube right <laughs> you know I, it's the same problem that i have with all of these people that i went to um art school with is they're just like yeah i have this political message about this and that's why i'm making these paintings and it's just like here's what you need to do you need to start uh, getting a business degree and then do a boring day job 
and then get a bunch of money and then run campaign ads on TV saying what your political opinion is. There you go. Because no one's going to look at your fucking painting <laughs> and change their mind. Mm. You're not being persuasive. So uh, this is kind of having that same problem of, are you really being persuasive here? And it could be that this person thinks that this is persuasive and they're just a fucking idiot. But yeah. I'm just putting that out there. No, I'm 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 still I'm I'm still kind of in the uh, in that space of like okay, well, let's just see where this goes, and then I'll, I'll reserve judgment for then. Because I'm waiting to get a creature description, and oh, it looks like this next thing is a creature description. It was small, but it was definitely not a rat. The limbs were way way too long. The torso was far too high off the ground, and the way it moved, it moved quickly but so awkwardly. In any other circumstance, I might have laughed at it. As it was, I was scared shitless. Boogeyman's got to use the bathroom, man. <laughs> and I'm just so, like, hold, hold on, hold on a second. Like, how how quick how quickly did he get a chance to see this thing? Because it seems like I, I don't know. When you see something dart by out the corner of your eye, it's like you can infer a lot of it, but I don't know. Um, it is kind you of know, spooky, could, could, but. It, it could be your imagination telling you information that isn't there. Because hmm. uh, when you... Did you know that you're actually colorblind at the edges of your eyes? Oh, yeah. And so it's just like your mind just fills in the color. So it could yeah, be which that explains, you... which explains why every time I walk upstairs at night and I think I see a cloaked figure out the corner of my eye, it's always in white. <laughs> uh, so, you, <laughs> so you know... Fun fact, everybody, the pasta shade follows me around. <laughs> so, you know, I basically fr uh, freeze for like 10 minutes. It was the size of the thing that convinced me to move. No matter how weird or fucked up it was, it was so much smaller than me. It couldn't have been dangerous, right? That's the one big-ass cockroach, though. Yeah, I'm kind of... Not I'm I'm reading this again. I'm not as favorable on it as I remember. Well, that's why we're approaching this with uh, the usual under. We're gonna. I, I want to start using the freshness ratings again, so we'll be able to think about that when we get to the end. Yeah. So I pop open the bathroom door. Wait, it was the door was closed. Okay. Before I turn on the light, I do a quick scan. Nothing. I flick the switch. I look around. Still nothing. I look on the ceiling even. I throw the shower curtain open. Nothing still. Well, yeah, the door was closed. I don't think that thing would have been able to get into the bathroom. Yeah, it's kind of... Um, there's just like these little amateur things here and there that are kind of nagging at me that don't feel um, like they should be here. Yeah. There are plenty of... Like, of course, you, you, there's plenty of room for these weird errors that you can have in Creepypasta since it's supposed to be weird. Uh -huh. uh, since, since it's supposed to be realistic, but there's just like these little things of you got to tell us better information than what you're giving us. Mm -hmm. Like about the door, there's just ambiguity there. Yeah. It's just not not good writing, if that makes any sense. Like <laughs> yeah, no, just in no. terms the, in terms of just the writing, it's not good. No, I agree. You know what's weird though? For some reason, whenever when I hear this description, I just think of this bit from the Goonies, where chunks like. Mikey, Mikey, this ain't the kind of place you want to go to the bathroom in. Because they might have daddy long legs and, and dead things, Mikey, dead things. Dead. 
that's that's one thing that's funny is like kids always freak out when they see spiders and they always want to call them daddy long legs yeah. even though those are like the most unintimidating spiders they really aren't and it's weird where i work i have to deal with them like all the time and i just see them i'm like hey guys sorry and i just i don't kill them because i don't want to kill spiders i just like mess up their webs and then watch them leave and i'm like i feel kind of bad but you'll 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 recover you'll rebuild hey man spiders are people too yeah Oh, where was... Oh, yeah, but you're on the next paragraph. So I... Uh, it was after the bathroom, yeah. popping open the bathroom door. What could it have been? My mind started inventing explanations. It uh, definitely had four limbs. Maybe it was a big-ass spider who had lost four of its legs somehow. Fun note, spiders don't always have eight legs. They have different numbers of legs. So, what could explain the awkward moment? It was good enough for me... I was about to go back to bed when I thought, on a whim, to use my broom to poke behind the toilet, between the wall and the base of the seat. Smart move. You know, that's where uh, that's where boogeymen hide these days. When I did, I hit something solid, and it scurried out. It looked like a tiny human. It was pale white, pale as a maggot, and dirty gray streaks running along its skin. Jeff, get out of there! <laughs> it moved on all fours. With long, thin fingers uh, that grasped the ground. Its skull was completely bald and had no eyes, and the skin looked like it had been torn away from its low, from the lower half of its face, Ugh. leaving the, the exposed teeth and gums. It looked up at me, well, pointed its face in my general direction, anyway, and then scurried away, quick as fuck, up the side of the bath and down the drain. It moved in quick burst, like a spider, and climbed straight up smooth surfaces like one, too. Wait, how tiny are we talking here? Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. Because it, uh, it went down the bathroom drain? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's, okay, so how do we feel about this monster? <laughs> um... <laughs> uh... I'm I'm not too negative on it. I like Me the idea either. of it having a uh, face that doesn't have eyes that's just smooth, and then the bottom of it's torn away, and you can see its teeth and gums. I think that's a good concept. Yeah, I'm and, okay there. And the dirty gray streaks, that's good. Mm -hmm. In terms of just a little person, though, I I think it's kind of weak. I would I wouldn't say it's terrible though. No, I don't think it's terrible either. Um, you know, there are, there are much, much worse things you could do when describing your monster. And uh, I have seen way too often, it was pale and emaciated and, you know, gangly limbs, things like that. Yeah, it gets to be where, um, like when you're reading a bad fan fiction and they just like run out of words for pussy and dick. <laughs> and, the, and it's just like, it was emaciated. I don't That's... want to know what fan fiction involves pussy and dick and then also the word emaciated. <laughs> okay, I'm a little bit of a weird writer. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, after it disappeared down the drain, I just stood there, frozen, broom handle still in my hand, for a good five minutes. Where were we? Oh, I was scared shitless. I slowly backed it out of the bathroom and closed the door, and then I stuffed a blanket in the crack between the floor and the door, fearing that 
uh, it might come out. Okay, that I makes that, sense. I, I think yeah. I think we were underestimating how tiny this thing was. Uh, yeah, I mean, or overestimating how big it was, or how um, big the crack in this bottom of this bathroom door is. Yeah, we're just kind of getting some weird size ideas right now. I would I would assume that if if it's bigger than a rat, it's got to be. It couldn't go down a drain. I don't think it could. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe he just, like, had the cover off of his drain. I don't know. Okay. It's kind of bothering me. If yeah. he had the cover off of the drain, you would probably need to explain that, though. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You, it, hmm. yeah. I assume cover off the drain. We'll see where this goes in the next paragraph. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Then I sat on my... In, we're going we're gonna to be here forever if we keep just stopping. That's the problem. Yeah. But I'm having too much fun with this one. Then I sat in my bed and wondered, what could I do? I mean, it wasn't like I could call the police or even tell any of my friends. It's not like they'd believe me. So what did I do? I made a thread on X. Of course you make a fucking thread on X. <laughs> this, this was quite a while ago, almost a year. You might even remember it. Uh, it wasn't anything special, and it didn't give uh, get that many responses before falling off the board. I guess people thought I was joking, which I really would uh, would have thought the same thing. My thread, in retrospect, sounded like the typical uh, the type of thread I hate. Besides all the response, uh, bes- but beside from all the res- but besides, mm, I don't know. That doesn't sound but good on the side. From it should be beside from all the, not besides. I'm getting yeah. grammar Nazi in here. No, it's it's kind of like the uh, that video that audio of george orwell getting super pissed off oh at, yeah uh, the one that the one that um maurice lamar from crisp coding it just doesn't sound good on the ear yeah <laughs> uh, it's just bad copy but besides from all the op is fag and sage responses there was uh there was one other one there we go I see them too, man. Email me, along with an email address that I'm not going to give out here. So, I emailed the kid right. Right <laughs> away he responds, and we start up a conversation IRC. He introduces himself as John, and basically tells a very similar story. One night a few months ago, reading creepypastas, heard a noise, got up, saw the uh, small pale man, but it was a bit bigger he said it was the size of a cat, and he told me one other thing. Oh, did he did he say he, he had said his name was John? Yes. Oh, so did he go? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, where was I? Oh yeah, that I've been seeing more of them. He said that ever since he saw the first one. He'd been seeing more and more of them out everywhere, even in the street during the day. They were everywhere, he said. And once you notice the first one, it gets it got a lot easier to see all the other ones. He had no idea what they were, and he hadn't figured out their behavior yet. He said that usually when he saw them or heard them in his own house, he was reading creepypasta. So they usually freaked him out something awful. But, he said again, he had never actually seen them do anything terrible, just scurry out of sight. But, he said, some got pretty big. 
and not all of them looked exactly the same. I still didn't sleep that night. Probably because you sat up late watching watching creepy videos instead of reading creepypasta, wondering if that made a difference. (laughs) Uh, But over the next week, and those that followed, I found that I did get used to them. I did see more of them. I'd glimpse them out the corner of my eye or see them retreating or see the retreating rear end of one crawling into a gutter pipe or see their tiny faces staring out at the street from the sewers. Oh my god, they're like tiny creepypasta borrowers. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe that's what the story was about. Oh my god. It, uh, some, it seemed, didn't even try to hide. I live in Providence, Rhode Island, which is a small city. Uh, that's that's two uh, well-known creepypastas centered in Rhode Island. Because mm-hmm. we also got... Uh, Mr. Winemouth, he could probably be related to these things. Oh, hmm. Mm. Mm, crossover. Um, yeah. <laughs> Read my crossover fanfic. On the way back to work one day, I take the bus. I was looking out the window and saw a pretty large one, as large as a medium-sized dog, trotting along the sidewalk. People were walking by it. Actually, I think a lot of people saw it as a dog. One man stopped to scratch its head. A little fucking ridiculous. <laughs> A little bit. Uh, again, not together. Not together. An all bad image, like the the same thing that we were having with the America's Funniest Home Videos, where it's just like that's a good image, but it's fucking ridiculous. It, it yeah, like I, but that that does mean it, it, it's it's if it's supposed to be scary, I'm still I'm still in strange mode as opposed to scared mode. But I'm unlike uh, string theory, I'm feeling like this is still kind of trying. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens when it gets a little further. It reminds me of um, that part from the the awful uh, Silent Hill movie, the second one. Oh yeah. And there's just like all of these weird parts where the main character is like seeing bits of Silent Hill, and it's it's really clear that the people who did the film didn't understand like what made Silent Hill so creepy and repulsive, and so it's just like, oh, this person is like this really creepy, ugly Bircher guy, and it's just like, that's not what Silent Hill is, guys. Silent Hill! Silent Hill! <laughs> that little girl is hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's true. I'd always email John and tell him about all the appearances I saw. I even tried to catch some on camera but they always heard the mechanical whirring and darting away before my camera could take a picture. I told myself I'd have to take a picture of one of the bigger, slower ones. But either way, as the weeks wore on, I became, I became more and more used to them. Sure, they were creepy as shit, and I uh, could never sit down on the toilet to enjoy a long crap anymore because I was paranoid as fuck that one would climb out of the bolt and bite me on the asshole. That's, that's, a, that's a legit fear. Yeah. That's actually, okay, that's the scariest thing that's happened in this whole goddamn... Uh, <laughs> but again, it's kind of... There is this difference between scaring the reader and scaring the author, and it's the author being scared, the narrator, not us, really. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, but what That's I, fine, yeah. But what I find interesting just, is just... That's a, that's a legit... That's, I think that's a legit fear a lot of people have, just kind of... You'll be sitting on the toilet, and suddenly something comes up and bites your ass. Yeah, and I like whenever... Uh, Something like, and, and a creepypasta disrupts the flow of things, and then it's the small things that you miss. Uh-huh. Like, being able to enjoy crapping without having, 
you know, that fear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. Yeah. But they weren't really doing anything harmful. They unnerved the fuck out of me, but so did the big spiders. But so do big spiders. I could live with them. John called them the gristers because he said they reminded him of the grister meme from, uh, from Slash X for some reason. There's the connection. I'm pretty sure he meant the grifter, not, but he named the, but the name grister stuck. So yeah, they're basically like creepypasta borrowers. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into this more, but I just feel like when you're making art that's meta, it's really easy to make meta art about meta, and then it just gets so fucking meta that it doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it's mm. it's not that I would discourage people from doing that. I would just say, if you're going to use other people's ideas and <laughs> remix them, maybe you should have some restraint before you just, like, go fucking overboard. Well, right, and, like, how how, like similar or dissimilar is this to the grifter meme like i don't uh, it's, it's it's very dissimilar but it's it's just a nagging problem i have about this is yeah. that it's a creepypasta about creepypasta yeah and and the thing is if you're gonna do a creepypasta about creepypasta like in a weird way i want to like um i think about uh you know the way everyman hybrid has not just um you know their their take on the operator but they also have the rake yeah so, you know, I just think to myself, well, there's one way you can incorporate a bunch of creepy... I have sort of a creepypasta about creepypasta in a weird way, you know? And, you know, what I do is more... I would say is more truer to the idea of creepypasta about creepypasta, where it's like, hey, Cutie is actually this one well-known famous creepypasta that I just rewrote. Yeah, but with, with your work, you're basing it more off sort of the, the concepts and the basic plot structure, whereas I feel like stuff like here would be emulating the characters, which I feel like a lot of the popularity of creepypasta is settled on specific antagonists, which is why the, there's the prevalence of the Slender Man and Jeff the Killer and Smile Dog, you know, easily identifiable characters of creepypasta. Whereas what you do, and this is, I, this is why I admire that more, is more like taking those little unsettling stories and giving them your own twist. Yeah, and it's not even... Uh me tooting my own horn it's, it's just I, I would prefer to see more stuff that is along those lines mm -hmm. um you have uh, movie makers like quentin tarantino who is a giant giant film buff and he makes movies that could be called about movies but they're not really about like they're not literally about movies they're movies that look at other films for inspiration other genres and then he's like okay what can i do within this genre and you get the same thing out of, like, Stanley Kubrick, where he's like, right. I'm making The Shining, which is a horror movie about horror movies, you know? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make much direct reference to horror movies, you know? No, exactly. And it only really makes one, and then the rest of it is just, here is this new take on a horror movie. Uh -huh. And so I think if you're going to make creepypasta about creepypasta, uh, it might behoove you to stay away from mentioning other creepypastas and the X board, maybe. <laughs> the fact maybe. that this opened with the X board uh, is... <laughs> yeah, a little little on the nose. <laughs> a little bit. So it, it's, you know, it, it's trying. I'm still, again, I'm still willing to give it the benefit of a doubt. I'm not scared. The narrator's scared, and I'm amused by how scared the narrator is. Yeah, it's a little weird, but um, 
Let's continue on. Sure. A lot, lot to say about this one, but let's continue. We'll get, we'll get to that at the end. We have a long way to go. Uh, I continued my exchanges with John, but I noticed that he was becoming more and more tense. It was hard to tell over the text, but really that was the only way to put it. I just figured that once the novelty of shared experience had worn off, we didn't really have that much to talk about. John wasn't really my type. He was a steroid-pumping bodybuilder in southern Florida who lived with his mother. <laughs> uh, but we started but we started discussing uh, discussing uh, grister behavior and he said uh, his were starting to act a bit differently than the ones i saw he'd wake up at night and they'd be perched on the end of his bed staring at him with their eyeless faces they wouldn't scurry away anymore he said he woke up one time because they had because one of them had actually started touching his face oh that's kind of uh, creepy <laughs> That's creepy, that's good, quality stuff. But real quick, though, if he's a steroid-pumping bodybuilder from southern Florida that lives with his mother, I would kind of like to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. But I, I, I might also be being a hypocrite because I completely defended the existence of Ezra from um, uh, uh, Barbie.avi, and we didn't get enough of his character. Ezra? I, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Maybe I'm being a hypocrite and being full of shit, but I would kind of like to hear that character developed on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, that's... I, I feel it, but here's the thing: I, I've ruined it for myself because now I've made that connection between uh, this the, John, and in my head, all I can see is John Jafari waking up in the middle of the night and doing that little bit I just did. <laughs> see the Christers? What the fuck? Good idea of the eyeless faces and touching his face, though, and the idea that their behavior is changing. So that's good. Yeah, that's 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 actually kind of spooky because when they're harmless, it's like, okay, well, that's that's creepy, but whatever. Like again, they're just the borrowers. You leave them alone, they do their thing. But now they just, what's going on here? That mm. seemed unnerving. The whole time I had been putting out inquiries on the internet to see if anyone else had experienced this phenomena. I couldn't be the only one, but no one came forward. On X, most of my threads about the subject got saged, so eventually I stopped asking. But I have an inquisitive mind. I wanted to know what these things did, what exactly they were. I even wanted to capture one. I left out food and mousetraps, but none of these things ever went for it. My cat would notice them, though. She'd hesitate them, and even chase them a couple, and even chased a couple of them. Even... And even chased them a couple of times. Now, every time that I see a grammar mistake... Uh, something that I think is a grammar mistake, I get mad at it, and then I realize, no, I'm just bad at reading. <laughs> All of those times I had seen her do that and assume that she was being a dumbass, chasing nothing. <laughs> well, you know, that makes sense of cats. They Again, chase nothing a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of... They're going back and forth between other people can see these things and they it really exist, but they're just not being noticed, and... Maybe it's dependent on the person seeing them, so it's just kind of like mixing the mechanics of like, what is this thing really? I like to think that the guy who patted the one on the head didn't even see a dog, he just happened to see a grister, and he's already comfortable enough with them. He just <laughs> yeah. pets them when he sees them, like, oh hey! You know? Um, one night, I was walking home from work alone. I call it a call center. I, I work at a call center for a police charity, and my house is about six miles away. I'd had to stay late, so there was no bus to come pick me up, and I didn't really have all that money, many friends, so I had to walk. For six miles? Anyway, I was walking past some old abandoned brick houses. Creepy shit, let me tell you. When I heard some weird low groan. 
that's when I happened to notice that there were a lot of a lot more gristers than usual here. They were mostly ignoring me, but they were scurrying in and no one uh and one in and around one particular brick house. The groaning seemed to be like it was coming from uh, the alley beside it. Now, a lot of gristers was creepy enough, even without the low groaning noise. What made me decide to investigate? I don't know, mor morbid curiosity? I'm always looking for some creepy slash gore stuff to post on the boards. I thought that maybe that the groaning was some kind of wounded animal. What the hell? What the fuck? Yeah, so I approached the side of the house, Jesus. noting that the windows were boarded up. The groaning, I should have known then it was no animal. It was a low, creaking, gurgling sound. It didn't sound like any fucking animal I knew. So I snuck down the alley, and when I saw what was making the noise, I nearly pissed myself. It was the that thing from the Marshmallow family. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> man, I grossed myself out with that one. I, yes. It, it was a fat, humongous grister, at least eight feet wide, completely unable to move, with rolls of fat hanging over its legs. It had no neck, just 14 chins leading up to its macabre exposed jaw. Dirty drool ran down its chin to cover its obscenely huge belly. Small gristers crawled in and out of the rolls of fat. I rubbed my, uh, it rubbed itself with a pudgy claw, making that groaning gurgling, which seemed almost sexual. Let's continue on and try it. All right, because well, yeah. well, I, I want to talk about this thing, but we'll keep going. It was terrible. I know it doesn't sound like it, and objectively I can think I can think that a fat cooing grister rubbing itself might sound pretty funny actually. But in the presence of the thing, all I felt was a sick revulsion and disgust. But but I kept in mind one thing that I had been looking for a picture of those things. So I busted out my camera phone and snapped a picture. I wish I hadn't. If I hadn't, I think maybe I could have lasted a little longer. The minute I snapped the picture, the thing stopped groaning and swiveled its head toward me. All the gristers did, in fact. They all started hissing and screaming at me. A horrible fucking sound, like rusty nails on a chalkboard. I was thoroughly freaked out. To put things mildly, I lost my shit. I ran out of there as fast as I could. Ran all the way home. Gristers didn't seem so harmless to me now. That noise they made was straight out of hell. Um... I, di uh, I didn't feel safe with the lights on anymore. Uh, lights off anymore. I flipped on all the lights, scaring the shit out of myself. Uh, scaring, <laughs> mm, scaring the shit out of my napping cat. There we go. There you go. I slammed the bathroom door shut and stuffed a blanket around the cracks again. I sat uh, down on my bed and looked at the picture I had taken. There it was, clear as day. That huge grister. Just looking at me, looking at it made me feel sick. Of course, I was going to post it to Slash X. So, <laughs> um, I think this is where I really got enthralled with the story and really started to enjoy what it had to offer is, is this really gross imagery. That's where and, it turned around for me. I just had this, ugh. And, and so I think it, it is a successful image. And there is successful tension building here where I think that it was lacking before. And so in this uh, section right here, uh, we're really getting a good tension building. And before, I think it was just kind of uh, meandering and didn't know where it was going. 
and it was a lot of trying to make us feel scared. This one, uh, this part, I think, is really successful with the, the groaning and the gurgling. It, it's all described very well. Mm-hmm. The idea that it almost seems sexual and, and there's just like this weird feeling about that. You, you get that feeling sometimes of like something that is really gross is like has the sexual element to it that creeps you out even more. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think that this is uh, actually a good image. I agree. And a good concept. I completely agree. You know what's weird is the narrator himself seems to try and like subvert it by saying, you know, in any other context, this would actually be funny. I'm like, I don't know if this would be funny in any context. It's just gross and, and freaky. The part that gets to me besides all that stuff is the idea of all these gristers, like sort of crawling in and out of the rolls of fat on this, on this huge grister. Yeah, and, almost like it's like a it's like a grub queen or something like that, and it's like, ugh, you know, okay, you you know those uh, those frogs that like have those potholes in their back and the little tadpoles come out of it. No, do you know I about don't. those? That sounds horrifying. Oh, it's it's so gross. I can't look at it. It's awful, and this this makes me think of that. Like just these gristers just emerging from this thing, like between the folds. I'm like, ugh, oh. Yeah, and oh, that's what gets to me. And the idea of him taking a picture of it is good, mm-hmm. and and how that would happen, like, oh, this is a big, fat, slow one. I think that maybe they shouldn't have foreshadowed this. Yeah. Because before, because I knew this part was coming, and so I didn't comment on it then. But the idea of like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of it uh, if I can find a big, fat one. It's like, okay, but you're di- you've just told us now that you're going to find a big, fat one. You didn't yeah. know that we were going to find a big, fat one. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I really wish that that wasn't there. You could literally just cut that part out as it is and then say, oh, but I'd been meaning to take a picture of it, of one of these things, and now I have the chance to. Mm-hmm. And then the idea that they get all mad about it and everything, <laughs> but it's like, shit, they're caught, so they can't do anything about it besides hiss at them. Yeah, they're like, is, oh, is no. Good. Yeah. God damn it. You know, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good voice for them yeah just i uh, just for the normal gristers at least like <laughs> uh so where were we oh yeah i loaded it onto my computer and sent an email to john with the subject will you look at this fat fuck <laughs> <laughs> then i immediately came to x and began typing up my thread explaining myself explaining the gristers explaining the photograph i was just getting ready to post when john sent me a message but yeah uh, real quick uh, mm-hmm. The idea, again, of it, that being almost funny to him is um, is good, though, because there's, like, this insecurity there. And I think that that kind of insecurity about your own story permeates good creepypasta. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is, is this insecurity of, like, is this creepy to anyone else besides me? I think that that's, that's a good approach. Uh-huh. And, you, and you're kind of seeing this here there, where he's, like, trying to diffuse the situation by typing will you look at this fat fuck he's trying to make it less scary to himself yeah exactly like he's you you you, how do you play that kind of stuff off well you laugh it off that's the generally what you do and even here he's still trying to be like haha isn't this weird that all this stuff is happening yeah but he but here we're finally i'm I'm finally starting to get a sense of like oh shit like yeah he's he's stumbled across something bad yeah i was getting ready to post it when john sent me a message okay Yo, don't show this shit to anyone. I stopped. I replied to John, asking him what he was talking about. He told me, 
He said that he thought he had figured out what was making the Gristers around him more hostile. He said that he thought that uh, they, when they figure out that, that you could see them, they started getting more aggressive. He showed me scratches he had down his arm from one crawling on him at night. He said that he had seen a lot uh, more of the bigger ones hanging around his house at night. They were watching him through the windows. They knew. They knew he could see them, and they didn't like it. Uh, it took them a long time to figure this out. And it's kind of weird that they're just suddenly realizing this now. As soon as they have phonographic evidence, there's the realization. And I think that that is a little bit immersion breaking. A little bit, yeah. Because, you know, didn't have the opportunity to shoot them before. Now he does. And all of a sudden there's this epiphany. So uh-huh. if there's something to have caused that epiphany that was realistic, I would be fine with it, but there's not. He, he's been dealing with this problem for a while now. Yeah, definitely. Enough to that that when the opportunity actually does present itself, he's like, finally, you know? You almost get that sense of it, and it's like, hmm. And it also yeah, seems and- like the Gristers only very slowly kind of go like, hey, only just now are we noticing that... Like, that was more of a, like a flash yeah. forward, but like... The fact that he was seeing more of them, like, I don't know. Well, you think that they would figure it out from the time that they're hit from behind a uh, toilet with a broom. I was that, about to say, like, you think You know, they know. I can like, see you. Yeah, this creature's like, oh, fuck! Not this shit again! All right, uh, I'm gone! But the, the line of, yo, don't show this shit to anyone, is good if there was a real epiphany there. If these guys were just stupid <laughs> and now they realize for some reason... But there has to be something that explains that, I think. Yeah, we don't really get that. Hmm. And now I was pretty sure they knew I could see them, too. No shit, Sherlock. So what did I do? In the end, I didn't post the picture. I wasn't too intimidated, but it probably saved a lot of you. I didn't want to trigger anyone else... Getting triggered. I didn't (sighs) want to trigger anyone else from being able to see these guys if it had dangerous consequences down the road. I didn't notice any behavior change right away. For a while, in fact. For about two weeks, the Gristers acted just the same as they had before. I was willing to think that John's problem was his own thing, and that the Gristers didn't know or didn't care that I could see them. That's a good paragraph. Yeah. Um, Then all the things started happening so fast. I woke up one night, and there were four of them, just perched around my bed, staring at me. I freaked the fuck out and swept them away, and they just hissed that terrible noise at me and ran away. I emailed this to John, who I hadn't talked to otherwise. He didn't respond. We didn't talk since I told him about the picture, and even rarely before then. After two days, during which the gristers began touching me in my sleep, I got an answer. That's inappropriate. John, <laughs> John was dead. His brother had the password to his email and was letting all his internet acquaintances know. He had committed suicide, sliced open his wrists in the bathtub. John didn't seem like the type to commit suicide to me. Had things been, uh, had things with the Gristers really gone, gotten that bad, that they drove him to that? We really uh, didn't know each other very well. But he hadn't mentioned anything to me before. His brother said he had left a note. I gave my condolences. I gave him my condolences. So <clears throat> what I had said earlier about not getting enough information about John, 
I'm just going to renege on it. I knew there was something mm-hmm. weird there that I wasn't completely sure on. Yeah, so he didn't know him very well. And then the idea of that is information that we need to know in the fact that he committed suicide. Yeah. And that he didn't seem like a, com- a person who would typically commit suicide. Yeah, good point. I mean, I was thinking about that, too, with uh, just like, okay, so if you, I mean, you have all these these things, I just, I don't know what to say. (laughs) It's, now now that we have this information that he wouldn't commit suicide, that helps us understand why, um, you know, how how he died. There's these circumstances around his death that are interesting. Right. And we wouldn't be able to have that if we known that he was, um, uh, if we if we had the idea that maybe he's just like the kind of person who is predisposed to that, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say like someone. If he was like a gamer who had very few friends, who wasn't very mm-hmm. social, blah blah blah. No, then that's why the, the image it. the image we had before. What you're saying is basically, and I, I, I I'm rolling with this because I, I get it. The image of him being a bodybuilder type from Florida accounts for for not being the stereo not uh, uh conforming to the stereotype of someone who would kill themselves and you know dis- disclaimer i mean you can never tell if someone's going to do that it usually no exactly th- th- there, there's this nowhere. element yeah there's this element of it comes out of nowhere but uh in terms of just giving us a quick stereotype to understand his reasoning for being skeptical Mm-hmm. no i get it um now i had no one to talk to about this I started looking online for more references or anything. All the while, the gristers were getting more and more aggressive. I'd look over my shoulder, and there would be one or two of the, on the windowsill just staring at me. I always find that, I, I just real quick here, I, I find it weird that they use staring at me when they don't have eyes, but I guess you can always get that feeling, you know? Um, one time I opened the door to my apartment. I live on the third floor, and there was one about the size of a large dog staggering around at the bottom of the stairwell pale face flashing in and out of the darkness, baring its teeth in a growl at me, pale limbs flashing as it bounded up the stairs. I slammed the door shut. I didn't go to work that day. I saw it on the news. The house that I had had seen the fat-ass grister at. I would have skipped right past the news story had I not seen the picture of the house. The article was titled, Eight Found Dead, Three Alive, in Rape Dungeon Raid. Oh, boy. Apparently some sick fuck had been using the basement of one of those abandoned houses as a place to keep women prisoner and kill them when he felt like it. It was a terrible fucking story, but one of the things one of the survivors said really struck me. We were all just so terrified at the time. We never knew when he was going to come and decide to kill one of us. When he was going to really hurt us uh, while raping us. We were just so terrified all, uh, all, all the time terrified all the time and gristers had been all over the place and when i first saw one i had been reading creepypasta and really and pretty freaked out same for john were these things drawn to fear i feel that maybe the whole creepypasta thing was too direct because here this is um a very offensive very touchy thing and Mm -hmm. that's and that's very uh uh, it's a good way of getting this concept to us of the terror has has caused these things to happen. Right. 
And uh, I think that this part, it's it's pretty bare bones, but I think that that works in its benefit. Yeah. And that it's just like, here's this crazy thing that had happened, and here's this horrible, horrible news story. And he's he's kind of really treating this part, uh, both the writer and the narrator are treating this part with a lot of uh, respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was just kind of like weird and trivial at the beginning. And when I say that, I mean like <laughs> it, it's it's just trivial in the way that you don't take it seriously. Right. This part is demanding that you take it seriously. No, definitely. And, and it... that's why I really like this part. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's turning around. It's it's funny because like at the beginning we were just we were cracking so many jokes at this story's expense, and now it's like, wait a minute, hold on. Now, now you gotta slow down a little. I mean, that's not gonna stop me from cracking jokes as we keep no. going. But it's it's a uh, a lot less ham fisted now. No, which definitely. Is, which is weird that it gets to the more touchy subject, and then all of a sudden it's not ham fisted. No, it's <laughs> usually not. it's the other way around. No, definitely. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, so that there is the seriousness, and I do appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. You have the next paragraph. A uh, terrifying. Uh, then I read that two of the survivors were being sent to a mental hospital for hallucinations. Again, good. Probably should have read that before we started talking. Yeah. Did we, did they see the Gristers? I stopped sleeping. I didn't want to wake up to those things staring at me anymore, uh, staring at me. I stopped eating too. Whenever I wasn't at work, which was more, uh, more and more often as I called out, uh, as I called out many times when I saw, uh, I think they meant to say called off as I called off many times when I saw the gristers bigger than a cat sniffing around my building for me. I was locked in my room trying to hunt for information on the internet about these things. I just couldn't find anyone who had actually seen them. I think that if you were in the situation, you would want to go to work more. Oh, you want to be around people. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when it said called out. I was thinking like, which was more whenever I wasn't at work. I I for some reason in my mind thought whenever I was at work, which was more and more often. That would have made it more sensible. I would want to be around people constantly. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean there there is this element of like maybe you could look crazy around those people, but I'd rather look crazy than be in danger. Yeah, definitely. I would feel safer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. Right. Where were we? Uh, the Gristers were getting violent. Oh, yeah. The Gristers were getting more violent. They were starting to scratch me and bite me in those few scant hours that I actually did nod off to sleep. I'd always freak out and sweep them away, and they'd just hiss at me. After about a week of this, I came home from work and found my cat dead. They had peeled all the skin away from her skull, giving her a look of shock. I quit my job. I cried for days. Slash X, I don't have many friends, but I really love that cat. Aw. Aw. I do, I do like that. That's, uh... He, I do. He's not, he's, he's not being very, uh... Emotive via text, which is what you do when you're depressed like that, when something upsets you like that. Right. You're, go, you're going to write in those small kind of static sentences. Right, exactly. Just, like, getting the point across. And the thing is... Um, I know that, uh, we feel sympathy. I wonder what X responded. I wonder how X responded. (laughs) Oh, there's a faggot. I'm sure. (laughs) Of course. They're not stupid X. They don't talk. 
and they act differently from us, but they do have intelligence. I went out for food last week. It was the last time I will ever go out. I was sitting at the downtown bus station, shivering, looking all around me for gristers. When the bus approached, I got up and to get on. And out of nowhere, a grister the size of a normal human, just bent over and walking weird, loping gape, slammed into the back of a woman next to me and threw her in front of the bus. She had no chance. I saw her slide under the wheels of the bus, and the blood and ruined organs squeezed out of her mouth like toothpaste. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Uh, everyone freaked out and panicked. As people rushed to her aid, the gristers turned towards me and grinned. I, saw, uh, I dropped my groceries and screamed, running back to the house, sobbing all the way. So that's what I would call a little bit more of um, a romantic and and people, I know there are a ton of people who don't understand what the word romantic means in mm-hmm. terms of literary uh, uh, definition, but like yeah. it's more it's more idealized than maybe what you would expect from creepypasta. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of it's like uh, setting a warning kind of thing almost. Yeah, well, it's not even just that. Not even a warning, just like the the idea of the warning is good. I think it's just uh, the the image that it invokes is a good image i think it maybe is just a little bit too idealistic well the way I'm, it was just, the way it was described i was just thinking to myself like pushing a woman in front of a bus and then her dying is almost all we just needed now yeah and uh like i could i could see them describing what it would look like but this is uh, a kind of cartoony way of describing it yeah definitely and it's the, the rest of it is pretty dead serious, but mm-hmm. the rest of this paragraph is pretty dead serious. But that part is just kind of a, a little too contrasty. Yeah, definitely. They're toying with me. And that's when I finally realized why uh, there wasn't anyone that could really talk about the Gristers. X, how many times when people commit suicide do you hear it reported that they were suffering from hallucinations? Read the reports of people who have been in terrible, frightening situations, like that rape dungeon or war. How many of them suffer from hallucinations? Sure, a lot Sure, a lot of them are actual hallucinations. Some of them are the gristers. Uh, real quick, some of them, sure, a lot of them are actual hallucinations. That's good, because that's the first thing that comes to your mind is like, they're not all the fucking gristers. Come right, on, man. Right, right. And so, so for him to say that, I think, is good. Yeah, for him to qualify that. Definitely. <laughs> and eventually, they figure out that you can see them, and then they start fucking with you. I don't think everyone who they kill is driven to suicide. I don't think John committed suicide. I think they're smart. I think they know how to make something look like a suicide. You'll hear about it sometimes. You'll read in a report about how someone committed suicide, but something just isn't quite right about it. Like a man who went out and bought a new couch and then cut his wrists on it. And Slash X, I'm convinced there was nothing special about John and me. I don't think there's anything special about anyone who sees these things. I think you're just more likely to see them when you're really scared, since that's when they're drawn to you. I can hear them right now. It's about three in the morning. It sounds like a really big one is outside my apartment door. It sounds like it's trying to gnaw its way through the wood. So I'm taking the easy way out. I'd rather have a nice sharp knife slice my arms open than have my skin torn by those teeth. 
So please, this is my warning to you. Stop reading Creepypasta. <laughs> I, know, I know you love it, and I know you love frightening yourself, but you've got to stop. Every time you read it, every time you get that feeling of dread in your stomach, you're drawing the gristers to you. And if you don't stop reading, at least, please, never check out those sounds in the house when you do. Not a good lesson. No. <laughs> <laughs> I um, here's here, you know one thing I was thinking about is gristers if they feed on fear or at least they're drawn to it you'd think it'd be good if like they, they do realize people notice them and it's like oh oh okay well now we can just scare this person and have a constant source of food yeah it's it's sort of the idea is just not all there and they haven't figured out how to explain certain things about yeah. the gristers uh, not to say that it all has to be explained, but it all has to be explained in the author's mind, and I don't think it is. Right. But that that being said, I kind of like this. I kind of like what we are getting here. I like that we get what what we as as we went on. I started to get more into the idea of like you know these these crystals are kind of an interesting little concept. They just come yeah, in all oh, yeah. weird. They're like all weird shapes and sizes, and and they all have this similar appearance. And dang. And and that's one thing where we don't know all of it, but I think that is explained in the author's mind. The author does know what's going on. Author unknown, by the way. Yeah. Um, but we, you get the idea that the author does know why some of them are big and small and fat and and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I think that that is explained, and we can kind of infer ideas about that. That maybe they get bigger the more that they feed on fear. Oh, which is fuck. why we got. Why we got the big fat one at the rape dungeon? Yeah, and it was making sexual noises. Yeah, and and that's a nice element to it too. And maybe different fears kind of do different things. And maybe John's were more aggressive, not just because he knew that they were there, but because he was a bodybuilder. And maybe that was kind of his fears were informing how the gristers were growing. Mm -hmm. So that stuff is all good. There are just all of these little uh, nagging problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, overall, I like the story. Yeah, I think Quite I do a bit. too. Overall, and 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 to the similar degree, um, it has problems definitely. But and you know, but I'm actually really impressed how it kind of it kind of picked itself up as it went along. You know, yeah, the ham fisting like... went away, and now suddenly we're on we're on board with our narrator a little more. Like he or she, you know, we got eased into it. Yeah, and. Uh... I think the the biggest thing for me is just the weird way that the character is acting when they they start to realize that they are uh, they start showing themselves when you're afraid. It's mm-hmm. like don't you would go outside, you would get away from it. Yeah, definitely. And and maybe I just don't understand what's being said there, and I'm completely willing for someone to say like, hey, this is a metaphor for this, and then I would just be like, oh, okay. But right now, I don't see it. Right. So that being said, let's invite some uh, let's invite some discussion from our um, from our multitude of listeners out there. You want to talk about this one? Talk about gristers and grister theory? Uh, leave a comment. We're happy to read them, and uh, yeah. we, we would love to discuss them. And this is, I mean, in a lot of these, we're already opening ourselves up and saying, "Hey, we're completely willing to be wrong." We, uh, I, I specifically, I'm really willing to be wrong about this one. I want to like it more than I do. Yeah, me too. Because there's there's definitely a few nagging things in here that I'm like, mm, 
like on the freshness scale, I definitely don't want to put it as a genuine fresh, but like I like it enough that this is something I would probably revisit if it was like leftovers in my fridge. Yeah, and there's also um this element that I think is you know, we've talked about the difference between Lovecraft and Creepypasta before and, and what kind of where they overlap and where they're different. Uh-huh. Lovecraft is the horror of the unknown, and I think one one thing that's a major element in Creepypasta is uh, the fear of dangerous information or media mm-hmm. and the idea that um, words can hurt you, you can more than sticks and stones. You can unintentionally let something in. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, just from my worldview, I think that the idea of dangerous information is uh, a really... <laughs> dangerous thought itself is like mm-hmm. oh no if you read this you're going to you know go out and commit terrible acts you know right and this right. this the idea of exploring that and giving credence to this ridiculous idea and trying to find a way to make the idea of dangerous information be persuasive is very interesting mm-hmm. i like the idea of like this tulpa if you think about bad <laughs> things bad things will happen it's this very Neanderthalic worldview, and whenever you can convince someone like me that doesn't buy into that shit, if you can bring me into that world, that's an interesting world that I like to see. Same. Oh, man. Um, you know, what's funny is that another uh, weird reference I could think of in terms of that idea of the dangerous information is that in a, more, in a different context is um, that Monty Python sketch about the funniest joke in the world. Do you know that one? No, I'm not a huge Monty Python person. Uh, it's interesting, because it's basically the whole idea is just that this guy writes the funniest joke in the world, and as a result, he dies laughing. And everybody <sighs> who even looks at the joke or hears the joke just immediately dies shortly thereafter because they're laughing so hard. So the point of the sketch is that it gets turned into a, uh, it gets turned into a weapon to use against the Germans in World War II. <laughs> and uh, people um, are jogging through... Um, like soldiers are jogging through like, you know, the battlefield reading the joke, but in translated in German, so they can't understand it. And all around them, like not, you know, Nazi soldiers are like falling over laughing. (laughs) That's that's a good concept. (laughs) Yeah. It's a really, and it's like, it's, I, I hadn't thought about it in a while, but it's like, yeah, you never actually find out what the joke is about. Or because obviously the the joke will, will will kill you. One of the things they talk about is in translating the joke, they had to get several translators to only see certain words. One person accidentally saw two word, words and had to be hospitalized. <laughs> 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 so um, oh, it's 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 interesting, and it's like that 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 concept of the dangerous information has been around for a bit, but now it's you know you, you you're, we're starting to see it more with creepypasta i find like look at um uh like the sort of the like you know those instruction based ones yeah yeah the, like the holders and stuff yeah stuff like that it yeah. has has that element there as well mhm oh there you go i mean and uh man i'm really trying to think of some more it's it's pretty <sighs> prominent so the fact that i can't think of any is kind of silly yeah, but there are quite a few stories that that base themselves off this idea of information that will drive you uh, to insanity, mm-hmm. that that will uh, cause fear, and so it's that idea of think bad things, bad things happen, 
and and it's just such a idea that's been so thoroughly debunked by modern culture. So to to give it credence is really fun. You know, uh, there's also uh, psychosis. Yeah, psychosis is is another example of that. Uh, but that that's kind of the person doing it to themselves. Yeah, but it's it, it's an interesting thing because they're doing it to themselves and. Throughout the story, the narrator keeps thinking, look, I, I know that a lot of this is probably just paranoia. It's just me doing all this shit. And then at the end of the story, you're, they have that sort of realization that, no, he was he was paranoid and actually, like, kind of knew what was going on. Kind of, like, you, you don't know until the very end uh, which way to go. And I actually really like that story. Yeah, and you could cut off just a little bit of the end and you wouldn't know either. Yeah, exactly, but... We get that that sort of Twilight Zone esque twist at the end, but it's not really a twist. It's just confirming, oh man, the insane man was actually the one who knew what was going on the whole time, even if he was just justifying it for himself. Uh, but if oh ooh ugh. <laughs> if we are if we've gotten to the part of the show where we do our plugs, that leads me into a good plug. All right, well let's talk about plugs real quick. Um, I have a video called Glassfoot. Ah, Glassfoot. And, and that kind of relates to this idea of dangerous information and things relating to say, beings related to dangerous information. So I liked Glassfoot. I, I wrote it. I like Glassfoot, too. Yeah, I would hope you did. That That is me tooting my own horn. I like that one. You can, you, you're, you're totally allowed to do that. Um, and actually, if we're going to plug our own stuff here, it's like, uh, you know, you know what? You know how... I one of the only things I'm really well known for in terms of writing creepypasta was uh, the Grad Night story. Mm-hmm. So I did write a sequel to that, and not many people know about that one. Uh, and I what I really wanted to encourage with that one was give just a teeny bit more information in the course of that story about the overarching uh, like idea I have there because I, I sprinkle a few things in there. I was hoping to prompt discussion, and no one ever talked about it. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of mad. So you guys want to be cool and like look at those two stories and try to like discuss what's going on because I'd appreciate it and it would give me fodder for a for a, for a third story I might write down the line that I may or may not already be writing. Just saying. Because I mean, you don't want to have two things. It has to. It you always have to have three things. It's got to be in threes. And in like, I I hate to say this, but like, Slime Beast has a really good model there with his abandoned by Disney stories. I mean, he he had the three, and he and didn't the, have to write a fourth, but he did, and I like the fourth one too. So maybe going in fours might even be the way to yeah, go. Yeah, it's it's also weird too because uh, a few suggestions is kind of like a supplementary thing, and the other and the other three ones are like the main story. Yeah, exactly. But you could almost say it's like the uh, the it's the DLC. Yeah. <laughs> But you have to. But is 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 does that mean a few suggestions is the DLC or is corruptus the DLC? No, I think a few suggestions is the DLC. Mm. Is the DL is the DLC the the second one? Mm-hmm. Well, I, well that's a good point. <laughs> well, uh, those are the only pl- real plugs I have. I know I've talked uh, b- before about the fact that twospooky.com exists. Like that's worth checking out. Also, Midnight Marinara has a. Uh, fan forum now that was created by Ryan Moon and mostly monitored by he and Skillfully. Uh, oh, real quick shout out to Skillfully. He's doing, uh, I was actually thought this was pretty cool. He's doing his own uh, podcast now called Scare Your Friends. 
and he, uh, kind of inspired by what uh, we're doing here, he's uh, getting a bunch of people who don't know Creepypasta at all and is getting them to read uh, Creepypasta. Um, I actually Which is what this show was supposed to be, and then it ended up not being that. Well, that's because you came along. Yeah. You goddamn interloper. It's good. It's a good. That's that's going to be my uh, new proxy name, interloper. Interloper. <laughs> there you go. Um, and all I'm saying is, though, it's like I would, I recommend. I, it, it's worth checking out if you want to just hear a bunch of people. It kind of reminds me again of some of the proto episodes of this. And for the episodes where Dead Palette isn't here, oh, you know, I'm going to go back to that format a little bit more. I've got some plans for some uh, undercooked episodes coming up here that should be pretty fun with some some guest uh, some guests uh, that you might appreciate. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're probably not going to be able to see them though, because seven days after listening, does that sure going to die? Oh, yep. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.